Hello, this is Dr. Nisha O'Reilly at the Purple Psychology Podcast, and this is a special episode on how to deal with self-isolation, how to work at home, how basically suddenly people have my life. I've been working from home for years, I've been working online across vast distances. I joke I feel a little bit like Santa Claus because I make use of the time zones every day, and it's how to juggle so much that's happening as well. And I'm also supporting a lot of people to homeschool that are suddenly having to homeschool for the first time time too. And how how do you keep this all together, especially given that you need a really good self-care routine at the moment because we're being exposed to so much stress and anxiety about what's happening around us. So it seems good to share some of my thoughts on how I do this on a daily basis. Routine does matter. Um, I've read a lot of online articles in the last couple of days, you know, their obsession with getting up, getting dressed, not working in your pyjamas and so on. I actually think that very little that matters. Um, I either work in my pyjamas or in my walking clothes until I have to schedule um, a call. Um, I think the first advice I have for people working at home is to actually start to schedule your time. So that also means scheduling when you, when you answer emails, when you do actually take online Skype calls. Um, agree set times that you're going to log on and do that and it means that you can get up and start working and doing the rest of your self-care routine around in a, in a schedule in a way that suits you and it means that you also take care to actually take blocks of time off as well. When I start in the mornings I have a very clear set of objectives and goals of what I want to achieve. They're very achievable goals um, for each day but I also factor into that day that I'm going to take a set amount of exercise and go for a walk, which we are lucky enough that we can still do that in Ireland at the moment. I also schedule in Pilates, um, listening to audiobooks, reading, writing. I start off the day um, writing in a journal. Um, a very simple thing to do to keep yourself in a very good mindset at the moment is to actually start the day with a gratitude journal. Um, we have a lot to be grateful for at the moment. Then it means that if I do schedule a call, I, I obviously sh- schedule it when I've had a chance to to eat. I use cooking time as um, as a creative process and a thinking time. There's lots of your sort of household chores that can be used as time to actually think about what you're trying to do. I joke that an awful lot of people spend a lot of time sitting at their computer trying to do things that they haven't already done and thought out in their head. I only answer my emails twice a day. First thing in the morning, I'll schedule a block of time to go through my inbox and answer emails, and I'll answer them late in the afternoon. And that also means that if you've been working on something and concentrating on it, and you've done a certain amount of block of work, and you then have a call scheduled, it gives you an opportunity to go and have a share, freshen up, clear your head and arrive really fresh to your actual call. And um, so you're not only obviously look groomed, which people have been obsessed with in all of the articles I've read, but also is giving you a chance to actually clear your headspace. And it means that you're not procrastinating in the mornings by faffing around doing this sort of routine that's expected. For me, that isn't the important part. The important part is the actual planning and decision of what you're deciding to do. And it's also doing only one thing at a time, which is extra complicated at the moment because people are suddenly working from home, which they're not used to doing. 
they suddenly have um, their family around them or they have other people living in the house who also need to work online and schedule calls. So in a lot of ways, by scheduling your time rather than just assuming that you're going to be available um, 24-7 on your Skype or whatever platform that you're using, it also allows the different people in the house to schedule calls at different times. You're not both trying to compete for the internet and you're also not competing for maybe the desk space um, to have a proper call. The other part to this too is that some people are then also trying to balance um, homeschooling their children as well. In some cases, people are lucky enough that they are working in, on projects in different time zones. And so it means that if they get up early, so for me, I usually start on the far side of the world. Um, every morning I start with um, Australia, Singapore and New Zealand. I gradually work back to Ireland and the UK and I finish up in the States in the afternoon. And hence this the Santa Claus effect of feeling like you're flying around the globe and, and making use of all the, all of the hours in the day. So it may mean as a parent that you may be able to either work early or late to schedule projects and then the block of time off in, in between may allow you to actually set up um, your children to, to do tasks and to have set things to do. I also encourage you to do um, simple things together as a family like um, planning the meals um, at the moment and what, you, what you're going to want to eat and cooking together and setting the table together, sitting down together, all of that sort of time out really matters. It also matters to me that there's a portion of every day that I don't work. And, you know, that can be something where I either read or I do colorings or I do something creative for myself. I think it's important at the moment not to get into the habit of just zoning in, spending hours on social media, going through what's happening there. But similarly, it's also important um, to not only schedule contact time for work at the moment, but also to schedule personal contact time to actually implement time for you to phone friends and, you know, it's, it's become kind of, well, it's always been normal practice for me to kind of book in and, um, you know, Skype coffee dates with my friends to sit down there where we both have a cup of coffee and have a chat. Th that's an important thing to do at the moment for everybody. It means that you're getting a plan that there's a, there is set things you do every day, but you don't have to do them in a set order. The only caution I would add to this, that if you do have children in the house, your routine and your schedule might change. And maybe your partner's routine and schedule might change. You might, you know, you're being flexible, so you're both getting to do what you need to do. But your children do need a reasonably set routine. And they know they need to know what to expect of every day. So if that's as simple as actually writing out in a piece of paper something that you actually stick to the fridge, so they, they know what they're going to do in that day and how it's going to work out. And obviously having some outdoor time is really important to people, even if that's as simple as being able to go out into the back garden and skateboard, bounce a basketball around, or I send hopscotch to people and various other outdoor games. It is important to have some of that time. And if you can't manage to go out for a walk, if you're in a position to do that, I think I think that's huge. I think it's a really good head, head clearing exercise at the moment. The other part of this that, that's quite funny for me is that I once spent an entire month in the North Atlantic um, on a research vessel, which was an awful lot more constraining than, than what I'm currently living through or what even what other people are living through. 
I didn't have um, continuous internet access, which meant that I also didn't have things like music and new books and even news. I felt like I'd been dropped off the planet, quite frankly. I had no idea what was happening in the world. In some ways, that might be quite beneficial at the moment. Um, it also meant I had very limited contact with people. It meant I couldn't, um, I didn't have the resources in my home to entertain myself. I didn't have a, a private space always to go to that was noise free. I think that's really important for everybody to kind of try and create that little zone for themselves at the moment and to actually have time out. I couldn't cook for myself. I think, you know, we take um, simple things like being able to cook is, is a really, um, it's a really engrossing exercise that can help us to relax. Um, it's all encompassing. It's, it's the same as coloring and other activities or listening to an audiobook. See, I, I didn't have any of those things available to me. So there's this is so much easier than the month I spent in isolation on, on a research ship with constant noise, totally disrupted sleep patterns. And I couldn't even have ordered food or ordered supermarket shopping and actually planned what I wanted to eat. In, in many ways, I, I've done the training for this in, in different ways. But one of the things, the routines that I even did when I was on a research ship was I tried to make every day slightly different. And I tried to make the weekends for myself um, something to happen, say, on a Saturday, which is, was my favorite day of the week, for something to be subtly different in that. And the way that I did that was that I had brought a certain stash of uh, cheese with me and on a Saturday it would break out and, and open whatever the piece of cheese was that it was meant to last for that week and that might seem very very stupid and trivial but one of the things I encourage you to do in in self-isolation at the moment it's very easy to find yourself working 24-7 to be continually available to be answering emails you need to 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 still have the the set schedule of of not answering the emails in the evening when you shouldn't be working, if, if that's whatever the time zone is for you. But you also need to do something and have a treat and have a, a slight difference to the days. And so the weekend days need, seem to look slightly different than the days during the week. And that can be, you know, you um, having having a special dinner and say, you know, deciding that, the, that you're all going to make pizza um, on a Saturday because that, that's your favorite thing to do then or that you do um, an extra long walk on a Saturday or that it's the day where you maybe don't get up quite so early or there's the Friday night where everybody stays up slightly later and all watches a film together what, whatever it is that can make things slightly special and slightly different so that it doesn't feel like a constant drudgery for you and so that you are creating treat time and treat spaces and within what you're doing. For me, the things that I notice that make me feel a lot more relaxed is obviously not being on, on certain, certain social media, not reading a certain amount of news. I've probably read more news in the last month between the elections and the politics and this virus outbreak than I have done in my entire lifetime. And for, for me, some of that has been watching people's reactions, but I have still found it stressful. And so I do notice a massive difference that I find it very relaxing to listen to audiobooks. And the more audiobook time I spend in a month, um, the more relaxing that is. If audiobooks are not as affordable for you, there's a huge amount of podcasts available. I'm a big fan of colouring books. 
um, there's a huge amount of online adult colouring books and, and children's colouring books that you can print out if you don't actually have colouring books and at this stage you're, you're not in a position to buy them. There's a lot of resources online, there's a lot of puzzles and a lot of games that you can play. I think it's important to reduce your screen time, especially before bed, because it, it does definitely disrupt your sleep patterns. Personally, I started using Inside Timer, which is a meditation app, two years ago, and I find it fantastic. And there's a massive resource there, both for adults and for children. They've really expanded the children's section. And one of the things I like about this app is that it's fully available in its free version, um, except for the courses. But there's an awful lot of material that they still continue to make accessible for people for free. I notice a big difference um, when I've gone for a walk and done the right amount of exercise in my body as well. I think at the moment it's really important to find those things. For, for other people it will be books. I don't feel that binge-watching Netflix or binge-watching box sets is a particularly relaxing, good mental health space to be in. For me, doing that, watching the news, listening to the news, um, reading online papers, reading a huge amount of social media, all of those things are a certain barrage of stress. And one word of caution, if you do get into watching Netflix and you're suddenly working at home, it'll be very tempting for you to stay up too late and to watch it for too long and to not go to sleep properly and then to be still trying to get up and still trying to, to now have even more responsibility and so much more going on. And if you're tired, everybody's irritable and, you know, it's just a vicious cycle that you're going to get into. So I think the cutoff times for people of every age in the household and when you're cutting off technology and cutting off TV time and news time um, will really matter and finding the things that are that are relaxing, whether that's listening to meditation before bed or listening to an audio. Inside Timer has a lot of uh, story type meditations that it actually uses now, like you can listen to Alice in Wonderland or whether it's just as simple as, um, as reading a book to your children or reading a book yourself, whatever that is that that relaxes you and allows you to drift off. If you suddenly watch five episodes of a Netflix series, you're not going to go into a good sleep and you're probably going to find it's two o'clock in the morning and that you're suddenly, you know, you, you've lost several hours sleep. And that will really um, restrict you being able to, to work. Um, I think the other part that will restrict you being able to work is just trying to do too many things at once. You shouldn't have lots of noise and distraction in the blocks of time that you're working, but also similarly, you shouldn't expect to sit down at your computer and work for three hours straight. You should be working in really short, consolidated blocks. For the children in the household, that's 20 minutes. For yourself, it's the absolute max is 45. Um, and, and that's pushing it, to be honest with you, to, to work in that sort of a block of time. So having realistic blocks of time to work in and only doing one thing at a time and scheduling time off will mean that the times that you are working will be really um, constructive work rather than, because the, the reality is that, that certainly for me, I do find working from home that I probably do work more hours in the day than most people would ever work in an office. 
but they're spread out slightly differently. But the time is very constructive. And even when I'm not actually sitting at a computer working, I'm still working in my head and what I want to be doing. And similarly, I probably at the moment do work seven days a week, but it doesn't, it's, it's not difficult for me to do that because I do take blocks of time off and, and the days do look differently. In some cases with a, with a family especially, I wouldn't recommend at the moment that you do work seven days a week. I think it's important that at least one of those days over the weekend is completely free. But the, the danger in that is that you need to plan what you're going to do so that it doesn't just become a really boring day. And you don't want to get into the situation where you're returning to work because you're so bored and fed up and feeling so anxious about the and, and the cabin fever is setting in. You don't want to be going to work as an escape, basically. If you are going to, say, have a Saturday off, you need to figure out what you're going to do with that Saturday in advance. One last point I'll finish on is I think it's really good where possible to try to divide up your workspace and your sleep space. Um, this is something that I, I ask for all teenage students that I work with, I don't like them doing their homework in their bedrooms. They have to do their homework in their bedrooms. I request that the work that they do is put away so that it becomes a sleep space rather than a workspace. So similarly, if you're all in a cramped space and suddenly become um, an office situation for you know two adults in the house and children doing whatever, you need at whatever time that you're not working. So say the situation is that you do have to work at the kitchen table. And that is the reality. What you don't want is that when you sit down to have a family meal that the work is still in the corner, even if it's sort of stacked up or whatever. It needs to go away. It needs to go into a press. It needs to go somewhere else. So your spaces need to change um, as the day goes on. And if you are restricted to having to work in a sleep space. At some point, you have to make it a workspace. At another point, you have to make it a relaxation, a creative space. And in another space, you have to make it a sleep space. So you have to learn how to change your space so it actually reflects and so that you don't just have things stacked up. And even when I was in college in a small bed sit, I had a press and all of my college work went into that and I shut the doors so that it became my sleep space and I wasn't lying there looking at all the whatever work I had managed to finish so I think it's really important to even if you are in a cramped um, apartment situation with too many bodies at this stage that you that you do take control and make the space reflect what you wanted to reflect and if it is possible for you in in the evenings to change the lighting and to change the mood and if you're lucky enough to still have candles in stock and so on it's really nice to light those and to change the ambience and change the situation it's it's very small simple stuff like that that actually changes your mindset and changes the, the space and changes your outlook um, and it's no longer the same you're you're naturally adding diversity to your space both in the sense that not every day looks the same the weekends do reflect feeling different to the days in the week you're not just working you are living you are relaxing you are taking time out so all of those aspects um, change I'm lucky enough 
to be able to divide up my workspaces. I have a definitive office and all of my workbooks and work stays here. And if I want to sit down and do something creative in the space, it's cleared off and I can do something creative and it feels different for me. And I can put on different music and or an audiobook in the background and that instantly changes the space for me because I tend to work um, in the quiet. Um, and I'm lucky enough then that I have another living space to go and sit in and there's only um, my fictional books and my time out um, in that space, none of my workspace is there. But I realise that not everybody is as lucky as that, that they haven't set up to create this environment. I, I've created this way to live, um, so it's not a big deal for me to suddenly spend a lot of time here. But you need to be inventive in not just depositing your office into the middle of your living space and it never being a living space. So I hope that that has given some tips. And I, and I do feel really that it's beyond as simple as, you know, getting up and pretending that you're going to work and I, I think there's a danger in that that you'll just sort of faff around and I do think there's a danger in you getting sucked in to just sitting out in front of your computer 24 7 answering lots of comments being available for whoever to ring you there's a danger with this that you're not really working that you're just getting sucked into a vortex but you're also not taking control of your life you're not actually living you're not having a self-care routine. You're not having time out as a family. You're not having time out with your partner. All the rest of your life is being swallowed up by the work which you're just using to basically escape so that you don't feel cabin fever. And there's a danger in doing that if you focus too much on the sense of what you need to be doing every morning when you get up in order to be working. You're getting up every morning to live, not just to work. I hope that's been helpful. Thank you.